Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Tom Wells here. Today is Monday, July the 9th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Your first daily dose of happy for the day and for the week for that matter. And we hope your week's off to a great start. I know around here we're celebrating the fact that the humidity has subsided, has gone away. So, I mean, the days are going to be kind of warm, but boy, it's so much easier, Tom, when it's not humid. I mean, you, you can handle dry heat better than, than wet heat, in my opinion. That's the way I look at it anyway. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I definitely, I live in dry heat. and I, Well, it's true, I yeah. Live, I've lived in humidity in Miami and New York City and Boston. And yeah, I uh, I prefer the dry any day. <laughs> oh, me too. Like the other day it was a hundred and I was just, I was feeling like, it's not so bad. You know, it's just kind of, it's been 97, 95 every day. It's going to be around 90, between 95 and 97 today. Well, that's just it. I mean, it could be that high and without the humidity, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, compared, yeah. compared to 97 in the humidity, it's like, you know, 87 or, or 84 in the dry heat, you know, that's, yeah, a, that's what really it feels good. like relatively speaking. But, yeah. Yep. I, I got used to humidity after four years in Miami and I was actually starting to kind of like it, but then I left <laughs> and I was okay with leaving. Yeah. Went to San Francisco and I said, Oh, back to my people. Yeah, di Different uh, uh, climate there in San Francisco. Temperate, very nice climate, but uh, quite different. Yeah. 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 Really different. Yeah. But not too humid. Well, that's great. So I hope you've had a good weekend. Yeah, really good weekend. Yeah, spent a lot of time with my friend, uh, my partner, mm -hmm. and uh, we had just wonderful times together. And excellent. Uh, what else did I do? Gosh, I can't even remember what else I did, but it was good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get out hiking. I thought I would, but it was just so hot. I just didn't. Oh, didn't. okay. Yeah, when it gets hot enough, you have to kind of. Make it like an early morning or late afternoon. Yeah. Really late afternoon, yeah. early evening thing to do. Yeah. And there was lightning up in the mountains. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into a cloud burst because sometimes those are pretty intense up there. Mm, yeah. And, but and I don't think they had any anyway, but it, it was up high, the higher elevations. You mm -hmm. can see the lightning. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had yeah, a good weekend. That's great. And you, and you had a good one? Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling David uh, last night, but. It, it was an interesting weekend from uh, from the point of view of what happened on Saturday. On Saturday, we were invited by our friends Mike and Anne Marie, who live in Middletown. Mike called us on uh, mm -hmm. the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, they invited us down because Middletown, Connecticut, had their 4th of July fireworks on Saturday. And they were uh -huh. you know, inviting us to their favorite spot to watch. So we said, sure, yeah. And, and they had a whole bunch of volunteers with them from the Buttonwood, that uh, cultural arts center that Amory runs. So there was you know, quite a little group there. They had like a, a group picnic table and individual things that people were bringing themselves and so forth. It was just a really nice thing. And then That's stayed fine. for the fireworks. It was actually kind of cool. We were all bundled up by the time the, the fireworks came really? on. Yeah, yeah it, was, oh. it was our first cool night um, after the humidity broke. So, oh. I mean, by the time the fireworks came on, it was in the 60s, which was like, whoa, holy cow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is. Yeah, we. I don't know if we've gone into the 60s for a while at night, but yeah, that is cooler. I didn't know that that happened there at night um, this time of year, but it makes sense. Are you on the coast there? We're kind of on the coast. I mean, we're probably about uh, two hours from the coast, so it's not... It's not like we're, oh. you know, deeply inland, but we're right not on the coastline, you know. No, no, I can. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, I, but it was also uh, weird fireworks because, um, I mean, it was a beautiful display. Actually, it was one of the best displays we'd ever seen. And very intricate, clever designs and so forth. And then about mm -hmm. two-thirds of the way through, a firework went off about 
five feet above the barge that's in the river where they were being shot off from and started a fire. Oh my God. And all of a sudden, like within about five minutes, the fireworks show just kind of petered out while this fire blazed away. And, you know, the fireboats were over there and throwing the water out and so forth. So it was an aborted fireworks show. It, got, it was great for the first part, but we never got to the grand finale. Wow. I've never seen one aborted. So uh, the boat caught on fire? Uh, I think it was the uh, the fireworks caught on fire. I, I think that one firework that, that went off, I mean, it was like right at water oh, level. You could see it. Yeah. I think it probably sparked something and, you know, just one thing led to another. That's really dangerous. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why they do it on the water, right? That's why they have a barge and it's all yeah. computerized and nobody's actually sitting on the barge. And you know. Oh, I see. There's nobody out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're around it, of course, but yeah, no, it's all computerized these days. Yeah. So they, well, they yeah. want to synchronize it with the music and all that stuff, right? Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're getting more and more sophisticated. They're very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Now, the other side of it was even with that. There are people up and down the river, a number of very wealthy people who buy large amounts of their own fireworks every year. So you have uh, these little mini displays all along the river. So even though that period out, there were still these other displays going on. Wow. wow. It was pretty wild. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, some people have a lot of money to throw away on fireworks. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. But it was good. It was enjoyable. And we had a good time. And that's really the main thing, you know? Yeah, that is. Well, that's great. I didn't see any fireworks this year. I thought about it, and they were putting, they were uh, exploding them within blocks of my house, but I didn't go out. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was into reading the thing I was reading. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that is, but <laughs> sometimes I really like watching them. Sometimes I could, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. it's okay. I, I think for me, it was just that we had people to interact with. That makes it much more interesting. Oh, yeah. Totally. If yeah. I had a group of I was invited with, yeah, many years I am with a big group of people on the fourth and I see, you know, and I go watch them with them. Yep. That's fun. Not this year. And Mike actually reiterated for me, he wants to get me onto their local radio station. So he's, yeah. he, he said it again and I said, well, set it up. You know, we'll, we'll do a podcast from the radio station. He says, let's do a podcast from the Buttonwood. I said, okay, sounds good. So we're going to do some alternative podcasts this year. I just don't know when, but at some point we're going to do them. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. who's so we um, whoever wants to with me <laughs> I mean if you want to be a part of it I'd be glad to have you be a part yeah. of it sure sounds cool alright so all I have to do now is find out when we're going to do it flow. that's right okay that's right <laughs> <laughs> being in the flow is the place to be yes that's what our show's about today it's what our show's about every day I mean, being in the flow. I mean, literally, that getting no, into that happy true. place, getting into that place where where we we smile. I mean, as we start the show, particularly the Monday morning show that you and I do, as we start it uh -huh. every week, it always does the same thing with me. I I you know do the announcement, welcome to Illinois today, all that stuff. We do our introductions, and you know, how was your weekend? And by that time, I have this big silly grin on my face <laughs> because I feel so <laughs> much better that we're talking about all this fun stuff and having a great time. I love yeah. it. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, how, we, that's how we get in the flow, right? It's great. Yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah. It's, it's easier than imagining that we've got a big task at hand. And Oh, yes. <laughs> and I have plenty of reason for that today, but uh, I'm just not going there. This is helping me stay in the place I need to be in. So, so, so I mean, getting back to the topic, I didn't mean to take away from what you were saying about the topic. I, I mean, oh, tell, right. tell us how the topic came about. You always have something going on that says, oh, I'm going to use this particular topic. Yeah. So what's going on this time? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, in this relationship, this new relationship I'm in, I wanted, I was thinking about how, what are the factors that make the relationship flow smoothly? Ah, okay. Um, as opposed to it being a uh, 
continual roller coaster of up and down and you know one day i'm pleased the next day i'm not one day i'm really feeling good about being in the relationship the next day i'm not and i'm just noticing that i can be all over the map in a certain way and it's very painful for me to be in that place oh yeah carnival so, rides are fun for a while but you don't want to live there yeah 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 and that's what it really comes down to and um so for some reason i didn't feel like I could really get my get my mind or my body or my being around how do I have true inner peace in, in this relationship. No matter whether it lasts a long time or it's a short-lived relationship, I would like to be in inner peace, you know, and enjoying whatever there is to enjoy and not, you know, feeling like it's always I'm either completely in this thing or I'm not in it at all. I've got to either stay in this relationship or I've got to leave, you know. And I was <clears throat> kind of just keeping myself in that place, which is a very discordant place. It's a very unharmonious place to be with myself. And um, so I was looking up uh, some things about it with Abraham and um, ran across this or was led to this beautiful uh, piece about all of this. And um and it really did bring me incredible resolution. Really? And um, yeah, so the time I spent yesterday with my partner was very, um, very beautiful, different than in a way than any other time because I found a way to be in my vortex. Nice. And um, yeah, and and before I had gone there, I had been working on this podcast and thinking about it and doing some writing uh, from from what I had heard Abraham talking about and and it was basically what they're just saying is you know is you've got to be in your vortex um because when you're out of your vortex you if you look to external things with your partner in in a relationship if you look to the way he or she is acting or the things they're saying or um your expectation for the future with that person and you're into all the ins and outs of them either pleasing or displeasing you or them either doing the thing you wish they would do or doing the thing you wish they wouldn't do, um, you know, that that's just a roller coaster ride. And it's fraught with ups and downs because you're, you're making your happiness dependent on the externals and what they do or don't do. And it's such a different thing to manage your own vortex instead. So you're just saying, am I in my vortex or am I not? You know, and am I firmly in it or am I sort of dabbling in my vortex? And it started to make me realize what the vortex is, you know, that the vortex is basically my own peace of mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's whether or not I am sure. truly connected to my sense of what it means to be centered, balanced, uh, in love with who I am, enjoying my life and accepting the fact that that's the only thing that matters is my alignment with my own inner being. And, and that just means that like what I just said is, am I happy? Am I at peace? Am I feeling that my fulfillment only comes from within me? Mm. And so anyway, it's this huge realization in That's a way a good that, one. Yeah. that I can't micromanage anything about, really anything in my life. Well, you can't. It just I, doesn't do you any good. That's all. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And, you know, they Abraham was saying, you're always going to be out, pulled out of your vortex because your vortex is always expanding. It's just the nature of the universe and the nature of who you are 
is to constantly be expanding. But that's a beautiful thing. But it means you're going to be out of your vortex often. But the question sure. is, you were just saying, is how long do you stay out of it? <laughs> you know, and so, you know, and do you do things that keep you staying out of it, believing that I, that you need to micromanage your external conditions? Do you know, is your life conditional or is it unconditional? And when you're in your vortex, you're, you can really be in an unconditional place. And that's the, that's the amazing thing. When I'm in that, they were even saying when you're in an unconditional place in your vortex, it's impossible to see a flaw in another person. And I thought, whoa, that's really amazing. You know, and a good point, because, because source only sees the person as perfect, you know, and source sees each of us, you know, and so for our own selves and for our partners and for really any situation in our lives, it's like everything is going to flow. They said airline tickets will come easy. The traffic will be better. The weather will be better. The food will taste better. You know, you'll get your projects done easier. Everything will happen when you when you constantly just ask yourself one thing is, am I, am I aligned in the vortex or not? Am I really in the vortex or am I sort of at the sort of close to it or am I really far away from it? And that's really the only thing that you've got to micromanage if there's anything to micromanage. And but even that doesn't require micromanaging. That, that's the interesting no, part. It's that not, requires surrender, right? Well, I guess surrender is one way to put it. I, I, I think that it requires just letting go, which is, is a little bit different from surrender. Surrender mm-hmm. sounds like you're under attack and, and you're, <laughs> uh, you know, you're, you're, there, there, there's a superior force that you have to give into and like, oh, yes, oh, wise one. And so forth. That's why I don't like surrenders so much. But letting go, that's just me saying, oh, I'm not going to keep micromanaging myself. I'm not going to keep getting all bent out of shape. I'm just going to let all that stuff go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's sort of a, that's the whole show. So I guess we're done. I think that's um, it. Okay. Well, we'll see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Isn't it weird though? It is simple. It's very very simple stuff, and yet it. It's really a draw of our attention constantly, particularly those of us who are really enthralled by and enthralled is probably the wrong word because it has its own being meaning of being captured, but um, <laughs> you know, highly interested in the law of attraction. We're, we're highly interested in it and we, we study it, we learn how to practice it, and yet it still keeps drawing us back. Why? Because of what you said. Because, yeah, we do fall out of the vortex. We do you know, fall out of alignment. And so it's all about getting ourselves back into alignment, back into alignment, back yeah, into alignment. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it's and, good to yeah, remind and, ourselves of it, but still. And the whole thing is like, I think for me, I realize it's getting sensitive to when I'm in it or I'm not. And yeah. oh, having yeah. that be my really my only focus is, am I in that place? I, I always wondered how this teacher that I was with from India for about 40 years, how, how he could just have such a simple message that all he ever said, basically, in a lot of ways was, you know, are you, are you experiencing your own inner peace? Are you connecting to it? And, and are you putting that in front of everything else? In other words, is your number one priority that to be at peace, to be content, to be fulfilled, to be satisfied, to be happy, to be at ease, you know? And, um, but the, he said it always in such a way that if you go listen to an hour long program, he was, you know, he always, almost always gives a 60 minute program and like we do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but always I would, I would feel after being with him or listening to him that he had realigned me in a sense, I had gotten realigned with that one thing, which is 
you choose peace over everything. And just in such a way, though, it was really clear that that's, that's something I can do, and it's all that I want to do, and that's it. <laughs> it's interesting, that's though, I mean, because even the way you describe that, and I'm not criticizing the way you describe it, I'm just pointing something yeah. out. You described yes. it like he got you into alignment. Uh, obviously, right. you're the one who well, got yourself then, into I alignment. Think that, yeah, but but this is not an unusual concept even today, even the, among yeah. people who practice the law of attraction. Well, you know, I they made me feel better. This experience made me yeah. feel better. Yeah. I, we say it all the time. I I had a great time at the fireworks. I enjoyed it. I you know I felt better. Well, mm -hmm. simple truth is, I made myself feel better. I chose to feel better, but that's not the right. way we express it. <laughs> that's often true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm really trying hard or focusing a lot in this relationship. I mean, with not expecting her to either give me my pleasure or my pain, because that's what I've done so much. You know, it's like it's like if I watch myself do it, and I watch myself on that roller coaster going up and down with the fact that, you know, how is she acting now, or what is she, you know, just sort of letting myself be really swayed by all the different aspects of. It really comes down to the thing of I'm always evaluating: is this enough for me? Is am I getting am I getting fulfilled? But what I'm looking for then is to get fulfilled externally, really. Like I'm looking for the relationship to make or break my happiness. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know? So if she looks a certain way, I'm happy. If she talks a certain way, I'm happier. If she is into a certain activity, then I'm happier. But if she's not, then I'm you know I'm. I'm getting my my emotions and my everything swayed by that to to the degree that I, I want to flee sometimes and other times I'm really happy you know because she's ple you know I feel like she's pleasing me or you know the way she's being is pleasing to me and realizing that that that's all missing the whole point that it's got to become irrelevant the external situation in a way you know it's really got to become something that I source from within me. Because it's amazing to think that I wouldn't see any flaw in another person when I'm truly connected to my own source. And I've always been asking myself, how is it, <laughs> how is it that I could see these other people the way source sees them? If, if, if that, you know, person walking down that aisle in the supermarket that looks, you know, like they're really suffering a lot, you know, but source sees them as incredibly beautiful and perfect how can i see them that way you know and um well i think and we I get glimpses of it i mean truthfully yeah. it's, it's not like it's not like we live all of our time depending on the rest of of the universe to make us feel happy nor do we live you know even a significant part of the time just believing that we're the ones making ourselves happy it's usually like a mixture right and certain times yeah. we're, we're leaning more one way and other times we're leaning more the other way and you know at any given time we're you know Dependent on on the universe, like ten percent or eighty percent or sixty percent or ninety percent or whatever, you know, it, it varies, right? <laughs> meaning your alignment with your vortex. Meaning, that, meaning the idea that. that I believe it's my external circumstances that are helping oh, me stay in alignment okay. yeah, are what's yeah. going on. Where versus the times where I feel like it's me who's keeping me in yeah. alignment, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and that that percentage varies. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like it's a clear cut thing that you know. I always feel like the universe is dependent upon me. Well. Or that I'm dependent on the universe. No, actually, that's not true. There are times when we actually deliberately move ourselves into alignment and, and often don't give ourselves credit for it. But mm -hmm. I have to agree, most of us live most of the time in that kind of, of uh, range where, you know, oh, we're dependent on the, on the universe. And yet, even then, I look at people, like you're talking about a relationship. And I look at people who have uh, recently met, they've fallen in love, to use the phrase, right? 
And mm -hmm. you know, some of them are certainly very, very dependent on what the other person's doing. We often call that codependence. But there are other people who aren't. I mean, I remember early on in my relationship with Louise, I can't say I was 100% um, consistent about this because, like I said, we all kind of swim back and forth. But mm -hmm. I was very often in a place where I was just sitting there enjoying being with her, not feeling like my being with her completed me in some way. That's the usual phrase, right? She, he or she completes right. me, right? I didn't right. feel that. Right. Never, that was uh -huh. that was one of the reasons I actually liked the relationship, and it was unexpected. It, it was uh -huh. unexpected that I would not have that feeling because I'd had that feeling before in other relationships. That, you know, that didn't last very long, but still, I'd had it. Mm. This relationship, I mean, for at first, I did think, yeah, she completes me. But as time went on, within just months, I mean, not very long at all, I began to realize, no, she really doesn't complete me. But that's okay. It's not what's going on here. It's really not about her completing me. And that's when I, I'm noticing myself saying, you know, I'm choosing to feel better. I enjoy being with her. And so I say, you know what? I feel good now. I've decided to feel good. Mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. so we, we do both, I think. And I think it's important to give ourselves credit for the fact that sometimes we do choose to be in alignment and we deserve to pat ourselves on the back for choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is quite an amazing dance. I I find that I really, most of the time, I don't even know if I'm noticing the difference between unconditional happiness, unconditional love, and conditional happiness and conditional love. I mean, certainly when I'm with my partner, I really do constantly get swayed by, you know, things that my eyes are seeing and my ears are hearing, you know, and my body's feeling, right? I mean, it's like those things are so um, affecting me, but somehow it is a dance with my vortex also. It's a dance with this place of infinite consciousness of beauty, you know, and of of fulfillment that that somehow I I don't know sometimes how much I'm depending on the external that it depends on the externals, you know, it's kind of a dance between the two worlds of it. But I do ask myself sometimes if, if the external condition wasn't the way it is, would I still be happy? You know, and uh, I've seen how temperamental I am on external conditions. It's like um, <laughs> this, this shaman I was with for a number of years from New Mexico and uh, he was from Guatemala. And anyway, he's pretty amazing. And he, he used to say, if you get something new, um, you know, immediately, as soon as you can, put a ding in it, <laughs> because okay. it will remind you, will remind you that there is no such thing as external perfection. Um, and and when I, <laughs> when he had said that, it was really funny because I had just gotten a, a new car. It was it was used, but it was in really perfect shape. And and um, and when I was down there in New Mexico at these classes with him, um, before I left, right as I was leaving, uh, after spending the two weeks with him, I uh, backed my car out of where it had been sitting for two weeks. And as I backed it out, I put a big ding in it, right? And I thought, of course you did. that's what he was just talking about, you know? Right. And And so... But it was interesting because it made me realize that because it was a ding that could never be fixed. It was a type of ding unless you did body work. But and I thought that is so ironic, you know, or just, of course, it's the law of attraction. It's what I was thinking about. Sure, obviously, yeah. what I was vibrating with. But but it, I thought it, in a way 
it really showed me a part of myself, and this is why, why I'm saying this story, is that there is a part of me that really wants external perfection, and it and it wants things to always stay in this one state of of bliss, you know. And I and I go for that, and I don't want anything to rock upset my apple cart, you know, to rock my boat. I, I and um, you know, it it's that thing of if you could be in heaven. And just stay in heaven, you know, it's like stay in this state of bliss, you know, would that be boring? And, and in a sense, I think in this 3D realm that we live in, it, it would be boring um, if we, if we always had it, everything just the way we want it. And, but it's amazing. I think how many people do try to maintain that in their living environments. Um, it's a, it's I, interesting that you mentioned this because mm-hmm. there have been a number of times where I've heard people say, Pretty much what you just said—that uh, if, if everything were perfect, it'd be boring. That—that that, uh, it's the contrast that makes life interesting. Abraham says that directly. Yeah, and yeah. I understand the point of view, mm-hmm. but I also think there's another point of view here, mm-hmm. and I think it's just as as viable. And I, and I think it's probably not even in in conflict at all. But it sounds like it on the surface, mm-hmm. and that point of view is everything is already perfect. Yeah, it's not like we have to make things perfect; they already are. Yeah. The, the trick, if you want to call it a trick, is learning to appreciate the perfection that's already there. You're right. And right. recognizing that even even if something isn't exactly the way you want it to, it doesn't mean that it's not perfect. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one in aging. I, I find that, you know, because the more I look in the mirror each month, the more I see an older guy and, you know, all the different things are deteriorating that I used to like to see, you know, like really nice skin without giant wrinkles and, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know, like the shape of the body, the tone of the muscles, the sagginess of the skin, you know, just watching all that stuff change. And, and the part of me that wants it all to stay youthful. And um, again, there, see, this is where I think the teaching of Abraham becomes really, really interesting because Abraham tells us that, Aging as a disease, if you will, and that's kind of what you were describing, the, the slow-term deterioration, is not a necessary component of physical existence. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, the reason it happens is because of our chronic thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And they don't go beyond that in any kind of detail. So you, you're kind of left to let your imagination wander and roam and, and create stuff on your own. But nevertheless, I've done that. I've, I've been thinking about that. I, over time, I've thought about it quite a bit. And I've concluded that what we're really talking about here is it goes beyond acceptance of the world as it is. I mean, because what I said just a moment ago could be construed as accept the world as it is. It's already perfect. And that's true. We do need to accept it. But, and this is the really interesting part, at the same time, even as we're accepting it, we don't have to, quote, accept it, unquote. We don't have to just say that's the way it is. And in fact, I think that's what Abraham is trying to tell us when they say, "You don't, your bodies don't have to deteriorate. The only mm-hmm. reason that they're deteriorating is because of your chronic thought pattern. The, the in, implicit statement in there is that if we change our thought patterns to a healthier belief, a belief that is a, a belief in regeneration, you know, a belief in, in you know, restoring youth, restoring uh, all of the, the stuff that we love about the, you know, the physical body in our in the prime of our lives and so forth. If we can learn that, then we get that too. 
and one is not in conflict with the other. Mm. So, I mean, on the one hand, we want to accept. On the other hand, acceptance doesn't mean being resigned to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it's the whole thing of are you when you're looking out of your eyes, <clears throat> are you looking at a concept that you've formed about what you expect to see, or are you in that place of source where you're connected to this thing that only sees perfection in the universe, that only sees things as complete and beautiful? And that's that question I was bringing up before. Of can you look at anything and see the beauty in it and see how, you know, like that statement that Abraham was saying in this piece, I was going over by them where they say, if you're in that place in the vortex, excuse me, you do not see a flaw in another person. And, you know, if you're really tuned into who you are and, uh, and if you see a flaw, it's, it's, it's not their flaw. It's actually a reflection of how you're seeing yourself. And that's amazing when you think about it, like it, how much we really are sitting in the cat seat. You might say we're the one who's sitting in the driver's seat of observation and it's always based on whether we're in our vortex or not. Right. If we're connected to our higher source self, to our inner being, our inner being is always seen through those eyes of love, acceptance, perfection, you know, that our inner being sees things. And that's kind of what you were saying, right? I mean, you could, I think I can see, I can be with somebody who's aging and they're going through this massive change in their body shape and all these things but still see the perfection no matter what age they are, you know, but it's such a gift to be in that place inside myself where I see through those eyes, you know, one of the things and, that I loved about uh, Robin Williams, the comedian is he, he did uh-huh. a routine one time about Stephen Hawking. who uh, uh-huh. was also alive at the time, of course. And uh-huh. he, he would do the Hawking voice, you know, the, the uh, mechanical computerized voice yeah. that Hawking used. And uh-huh. he would say, it is a void. <laughs> He's talking about, you know, Hawking's views about uh, the, the nature of the universe and so forth. And uh-huh. that phrase, it is a void. That, uh-huh. that phrase is, to me, one of the most useful phrases to remind myself of when I want to appreciate the universe, including all the stuff uh-huh. that we usually don't like to, re- to appreciate. Because uh-huh. I compare void, which is literally lack of source energy, lack of anything, you know, lack, lack of everything, I should say. There's nothing in there. It's just, it's empty nothingness. If I compare that to any aspect of human life, including the stuff that I like the least, the stuff that I like the least is so much better than the void. <laughs> it is. The void is always yeah. inferior. So when I compare everything that goes on to the void, it all looks better. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I, use that as, I use that as a way to to kind of get myself into that place of accepting stuff that I have a hard time accepting because boy, it's sure a whole lot better than the void. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's useful too. Yeah. It's a good tool. Yeah. Well, I'm finding that it's fun. Like I practiced yesterday when I was with my partner of exercising that part of me that sees through the eyes of source. And I kept only like checking back in with myself as to, you know, not, not like I was constantly monitoring it, but in a way I was, you know, there's, there's sort of like this automatic process, but it's just a, 
of feeling into myself. What does it feel like when I'm not expecting her to make or break my happiness and I'm just really only feeling into my own soul, into my own heart, into my own body? What does it feel like when I'm connected, when I'm just continually connected and going back to that spot as much as possible? Even when I get pulled out of it, I, I don't go far away. I don't I don't stay out of the vortex. I, I come back to it. It's quite a, I, I feel like now that's all I'm going to do the rest of my life. <laughs> as of today, I'm going to yeah. only come, I'm only going to like ask myself in relation to my projects I'm doing in relationship to my health in relationship to anything, it says, am I feeling connected? Well, it's a good time to do it. I mean, you said you, you want to do it today. There, there's really no better time, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gives me something to do today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got uh, to do today? Um, I think I'll just spend time trying, you know, being connected to the vortex. There you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good application, I must say. <laughs> but we do get pulled out all the time. And I think what I've always wanted was to just be in there and just stay in there. And I've spent a lot of my life longing for that, you know, just to be in that one place and just stay there. And I guess there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's just not going to be that way. No matter what it's, you're, there's always going to be the thing that Abraham was well, saying. Actually, Look, I think it can be, I think, I think that can be, I think that's, that is, it, it is possible to be in the vortex all the time. Um, and I think probably the one thing that stops us more than anything else is our belief that we can't be in the vortex all the time. I think that's probably the number one resistance point. Uh, Um, but can we be there all the time? Yeah, I think we can. I Mm. also think that for even those of us who really want to live there all the time, I think when it comes down to it, we really don't. Most of the time we do. I think well, we live. I mean, we certainly want to every time we want to. <laughs> every time that the thought occurs to us, but there are other times where we just really don't want to stay there. We just want to venture out occasionally because that's part of what living is all about. Well, that's the point that I was going to make. Yeah, that that uh, Abraham was saying this, and and I and I I like it. It's this very thing you're saying is that when when before we came here, our inner being you know, we were completely connected and, and in coming here to this 3d reality, being here in this 3d reality, there's part of us that's still completely connected to our source. And that is who we are. That larger part of us is that. And the other part of us that whatever this is, that's in this 3d reality um, is venturing out. And that's the game, you know, the part that ventures out and, and then it comes back, you know, and it goes out and it comes back and it goes out and it comes back. And that's how contrast takes place, you know. Um, and it's pl- pretty clear, too, that people do want to venture out. I mean, all you got to do is take a look mm-hmm. at the movie industry and take a little inventory of what kinds of movies are popular. That's right. They, they, they aren't all happy, joyful. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> you know, yeah. They're just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on in that realm of, of being either in that, place of wonderful ease and peace of this thing we call the vortex or that thing of being out of it. And, you know, and Abraham was just, just was just saying, you know, just don't stay out of it a long time. That's where the problems come from. They all, all of our problems come from the fact that we, excuse me, we stray out. Yeah. Where are we we going to live? Where's our predominant place of living? Where, where, what what are we going to spend most of our time in? That's really the question. I think it isn't so much. Do we ever stray or, you know, are we ever going to come back? 
Are we never going to come back? Well, certainly I agree that that's where we get into the most trouble when we say we're never going to come back and we convince ourselves of it. But really, it's all about where are we going to live? Where are we going to spend the, more, the, the, the majority of our time, the most amount of time? Are we going to spend it in alignment or out of alignment? If we spend the majority of our time in alignment, then being out of alignment at times is fine because we're going to still get the good results anyway. If mm-hmm. we're going to spend the majority of our time outside of alignment, then it's going to be a rougher go, and we got to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. I think just knowing that there is that that play going on between the two, and that I don't I don't any longer want to strive for the perfection of always being in the vortex. I, as long as I'm in this body, I want to let it be okay to be out of the vortex and then to come back and to, but to to get good, I mean, isn't that what Abraham calls step five is when you're, you're good at being in the contrast and you, in a way you, you welcome it. And every time something takes you on a new adventure, which is often out of the vortex, you are excited by the thrill of, of coming back, you know, we're thrill seekers. (laughs) Yeah. You get, you get pulled out, but it's okay. You go, well, I know that, I don't know the answer right now to this, or I know that right now this is um, upsetting to me, or this is otherwise um, a challenge, you might say, but it just means that I'm going to come back and I'm going to have even greater realizations. There's going to be, this is this um, process of contrast is going to lead towards something even more beautiful and even more amazing because, because it's a constant expansion. There isn't like a, I'm not taking steps back into a, a, a past that was troubling or I'm not, I'm not blowing it. You know, I'm not ruining my life, you know, right. because there's some contrast going on. The contrast is actually there to expand my possibilities and to right. open up myself to new wonderful things. So I look at things like with my partner and if things aren't going well with her, I go, you know, and it's usually, of course I can see it's in me. It's not really her. And then I go, I go, well, that's, that's actually expanding me. And it wouldn't be happening if I wasn't in this relationship. So let me take the bounce, you know, like there's got to be this, you know, on the trampoline, there's got to be the down bounce in order to take the up bounce. And that's the way that life works. You know, it just, there is that oscillation. You know, we were talking about that. I think our last podcast or the one before that thing of surfing, you know, and how there's always this oscillating motion when you're skiing or when you're dancing or when you're surfing or when you're rollerblading, you know, <laughs> there's this oscillating motion back and forth, back and forth. But it's sort of like that in and out of the vortex that's contrast does that. And, uh, and that's how this beautiful momentum ensues of learning and growing and changing, right? When you're in that flow. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've commented on in the past was how I was still trying to get my head wrapped around the idea that as contrast happens, it expands the universe. And in fact, I, I still wonder to some extent, what does that mean? Everything expands. Abraham says, everything mm-hmm. expands. What does that mean yeah. that it expands? Yeah. I still don't have uh-huh. a clear answer on that one. But I do have a clearer answer now about the getting my head around Part, the part where I'm, I'm getting my head around, well, why would I want to keep focusing on stuff that I don't necessarily like? Because now it doesn't feel as, um, as much of a challenge, as much as a threat as it did before. Now it's more like, well, of course, I 
get to choose how long and how much and to what degree I'm going to get out or get back in to alignment. It's up to me. And mm -hmm. as I've come to believe that more, taking advantage of the fact that a belief is a thought that we think over and over again, as I've come to believe that more, as I've come to kind of use it more and, and play with it more, it's no longer the threat that it was. It just doesn't have that scary side to it anymore. And that's just over the course of a couple of months, which I think is kind of cool. I, I mean, it mm. means to me that our exploration of the whole concepts, whole, the whole series of concepts surrounding the law of attraction here on the podcast that I do with you and the others is really helping me a lot. And I think it's helping our listeners a lot, too. Um, just based on the feedback we get, we get great feedback, which is wonderful. Um, well, and by the way, I wanted to take a moment too to remind mm -hmm. listeners, particularly those who are new listeners, if you're enjoying this, we want to invite you to become a subscriber for free to the podcast. That way you get all of the episodes sent directly to your device, your smartphone, Android, iPhone, whatever it is that you use. All the instructions to do this are right on the homepage, LOAToday.net. Uh, takes about a minute to do and really worthwhile. We have lots of subscribers and the subscribers keep listening over and over to all the different episodes we put out. We're putting out 45 episodes a month, Tom. I mean, that's a heck of a lot of content we're putting out there. Mm -hmm. And they're listening it. They're eating it up. And they don't eat it up if they don't like it. So if you're new and you're liking what you hear so far, you're going to like it every day. Take the time to subscribe. Mm -hmm. And then once you subscribe, share with your friends. All the social media buttons are right there. So please do. Yeah. I wish I would listen to more of the other shows that are out there. I don't, of course, I don't even listen to our shows, but. Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of hard when you're actually doing the show to listen at the same time. I mean, we listen yeah. to each other, but we can't really listen. I, I know. Third I party, usually right? find <laughs> an hour to listen later. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but then, of course, you know, yeah. I, uh, I kind of was the one speaking, so I kind of know what I said. <laughs> but I, do, I would like to hear some of the other people, you know, like some of the other uh, some of the other shows. Well, actually, you, it's an interesting phrase you use. I kind of know what I said. Actually, I find very often I don't know what I said. I play, well, you know, go back and play yeah. something from three months ago. Did I really say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I, I do want to. I do want to start transcribing them and then um, writing blogs based on some of these podcasts. And so it's it's interesting to uh, to go back and hear what we said. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that I I do forget a lot of it. And it's fun um, too. In the sense but that but that point that you were making. I would like you to reiterate that I you saying that that in the last several months by listening uh by doing these podcasts that you've come to the place where you're you're getting what better and better at being in the vortex is that what you're saying or Well yeah I'm improving that I'm improving my ability to be deliberate to mm -hmm. decide what I'm going to feel what I'm going to how I'm going to react to situations and so forth and not be dependent upon the what is to control my reactions and okay. I like that. That means I am becoming a better deliberate creator. But I can also mm -hmm. feel the change. That's the part that I'm really excited about. As I look mm -hmm. back over the last uh, three to six months, that you know, this, you, you've been doing this now with me for what seven months, something like that, since and, December. Uh, yeah, and uh, Tom and uh, oh, Tom, yeah, right. Wendy and uh, Cindy have also been with me around the same amount of time, and then Joel and David before that. But mm -hmm. especially over the last six, seven months or so, I really noticed how much I have grown in terms of my ability to be a deliberate creator in terms of my ability to, you know, apply this stuff and make it, make, make it apply in my life the way I want it to. And, you know, yeah. I haven't necessarily gotten to the point where I do it as often as I want to. I have, I, I still fall back into default patterns like everybody else, but not as often, not as often. Mm -hmm. And, the, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the less often that I do it, the more empowered that I feel. 
it's one of those things that just kind of fuels itself over time. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's what, um, what I've done a lot with my own life and I'm still learning constantly to do. And I, and I watch it happen with clients a lot where they, they, um, they come with a real, you know, series of problems or one big problem. And then it's that thing of getting happier and happier and happier. (laughs) You know, like Abraham says, get happy and watch what happens. And just getting to that place where we're, where we are more and more coming from a vortex place. And it, it just sort of, it answers so many things. And really what I realized with this one client the other day is she's just getting happier and happier. And for some reason, she's locking into that and getting it. You know, she really gets the fact of what it feels for her to be in her energy of happiness and her energy of solutions instead of making anything a problem. And it's really cool to see how then the solutions start showing up in all these different places in her life and where they weren't before and um, where there was a complaint, you know, just a complaint here, a complaint there, a complaint here, a complaint there. And, um, and I realized that that's something that I've sort of come to take for granted about how much of the time I really am at peace with it within myself. And, um, and yet it's really cool to be in this relationship with this woman who's reflecting to me a lot, how often I'm at conflict with myself, you know? <laughs> so I, I get to see I'm, I'm very much at peace in, in one way and in other ways she can see this conflict in me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just good to, to constantly being, you know, it's like out of the vortex, into the vortex, out of the <laughs> vortex, into the vortex. The very thing we're talking about. I, I and our, We have a Facebook page, of course, for the show. And on that Facebook page, you know how it is with Facebook pages. There's like the little inset photo, then there's the main banner photo at the top. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I keep telling myself, you know, I really should change that top banner photo and just, you know, turn it into a composite photo. Take all the, the shots of all the co-hosts and put them up there so everybody can see who they are. <laughs> but I don't. And I think Mm -hmm. I know why. The reason I don't is what I have up there right now is a shot from the end of The Secret where Rhonda Byrne writes two words in the sand, feel good. And I keep thinking about that. I said, that's what it's all about. That's Mm -hmm. what the show is all about. That's what trying to be learning to be a deliberate creator is all about. It's all about feeling good. And and so I'm just so reluctant to take that down because the message for me is perfect. That's exactly the message that I want to be Mm -hmm. about. Is that message uh-huh. right there? So I have to apologize. That's why your photos aren't up on the Facebook page. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yes, I, I'm <laughs> but, but that's why when you were talking about how important it was to be in that good feeling place, that's what I thought of. Yeah, that's it. That's why that's up there. I want to remind myself and everyone at all times, feel good. It's the most important thing to know. Mm, mm. Yeah, I had a I had a big realization about that. I think, I don't know if it was last night or early this morning or something, just remembering of the t- time um four years ago when i started to get back into abraham and i was and i've told this story before but i put up this big thing on my mirror this quote of abraham you know i've talked about before that said you know my dominant intent today is to feel good no matter what mm-hmm. you know from this moment forward i'm choosing to feel good and then realizing how that was something I could do every day. I literally could do that and I could do it all day long um, to the, whatever extent that I would just remember, Oh yeah, I'm choosing to feel good. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and then how since then over the years, it sometimes eludes me, you know, the fact that I did that or the fact that I'm still doing that. Um, 
because it is a choice. But last night or yesterday when I was having those realizations about what this podcast is about today, that, that it's, that it, I realized that being in my vortex, being in that place of inner peace is a huge choice. It's, it's a, it's a constant thing to just always remember that I want to have that be first. That is my priority is to feel good, is to be happy, is to be at peace with myself, be in love with myself, be in my vortex and you know, whatever that means. Um, but it's fun to, to, to think that I'm going to just spend a lot more time experimenting with that now mm-hmm. and seeing what that feels like to be there. Well, I think we experiment with it all the time, don't we? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, we talk about it every single day on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We think we, we all are, are focusing in one way or another. We're trying, you were talking earlier about how we're, we're kind of perfectionistic about it. We want to be in the vortex all the time. So clearly we think about it an awful lot. Well, it's just being less conditional. I think that's the thing that I'm trying to say um, to myself here is, is that I, I want to notice when I am being conditional um, because I noticed that, over the last 24 hours since I started preparing this podcast, how much I probably have been depending on conditions. Um, It's just like that thing of having your car perfect and having no flaw in your car and then you're happy. But if you get a little dent in your car, you're not happy. You know, it's like, Oh, my happiness has been affected by this conditional thing that happened. And I want to be at the place where I'm just less and less, looking to conditions at all for my happiness. I'm, you know, they are important. I mean, it's important that my house is clean. It's important that I have clothes that I like. It's important that, that my car doesn't have a ding in it. You know, mm-hmm. I just got 150 dings taken out of my car last week Yeah, know, from, a few. <laughs> from a hailstorm. Yeah. But it's like, and I felt better, you know, it's like now I feel better, <laughs> but then I realized, well, there could be a hailstorm today, you know, and it'll be back to the same situation. Um, yeah, it's really, I think about not so much whether there are dings in the car, it's whether when something happens that we really didn't want to have happen, whether we get bent out of shape about it. Or we carry that. Or for me, it's like, do I carry this, this thing of I'm not happy because my conditions are not yet the way I want them? Like, if you want a certain amount of money in your bank account, um, or you want a certain level of health, or you want to have a certain relationship or a certain way to, for it to work out with your kid or with your spouse or with something that you want, you know, that money thing is a big thing. And, and so your, your happiness, my happiness is not complete till I reach a certain level of financial abundance mm-hmm, you sure, know, or, yeah. or some other thing. Like I'm just not happy in this house. And in, until I get a better house with a better view, I just really can't be fully happy because this just isn't where I want to live. You yeah, know, it's chronic dissatisfaction, and really chronic dissatisfaction. And I'm, I'm wanting to notice when is that? I just want to notice when I, when I'm doing that and make a decision that this really is, Everything, there's a perfection in everything. And more and more to see from that eyes of that source self that doesn't see a flaw in anything. It doesn't see a flaw in my bank account. It doesn't see a flaw in my health. It doesn't see a flaw in the place I live and whatever. You know, it's like, how how can I more and more play from that perspective rather than I need to change conditions, I need to change conditions, I need to change conditions, you know? Well, I, I think there's certainly a lot of power in that position and being yeah. in that place, because once you're in that place, 
we that the hardest part abraham makes this clear the hardest part for us humans 99 times out of 100 is is the allowing part we're really good at the asking part we're pretty good at the receiving part it's the allowing part where we, we struggle with the most letting it in not resisting mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. the resistance out of the way and i think that's what you're really talking about you're talking yeah. about allowing ourselves to appreciate what we have now and not worry about the fact that it isn't exactly where we want it to be just allow it to be what it is and in so allowing, we also allow better stuff to show up, which is the interesting conundrum of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just by allowing, just by believing that what we have now is good and feeling good about it allows better stuff to show up. Whereas right. not feeling good about what's going on right now stops other stuff from showing up, which is kind of the opposite of what we would hope, right? <laughs> we want yeah. to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... You reminded me of the idea of having an appreciation journal, you know, and, and why you have an appreciation journal, which I recommend for clients a lot. It's, and I do myself is to write down the things that are, are working well in my life in spite of anything. Like, what is it that I'm appreciating, you know, and, and, but continually putting my focus there is it's a vortex based thing. It's like in the vortex the source, my inner being, my source self sees things through eyes of appreciation. It sees things through eyes of perfection. No matter how imperfect the thing might look to my my finite self, you might say to my three D <laughs> self, to the to my source self, there's there is incredible perfection in everything. And um, yeah, so I know I've been saying the same thing over and over the whole podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it's a, it's an important one for you to to talk about to learn more about. It's it's mm-hmm. big in your life right now, which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. I I'm constantly loving evolution of of consciousness. That's the thing that excites me the most. Is and that's the thing you were saying about expansion. You know, to me, that's what expansion is. It's this. It's this. Everything really is just consciousness, and it's. It's that as that consciousness evolves, then there the universe is expanding, and maybe in the sense of like everything is really always getting more and more beautiful, or more and more complete, or more and more. I don't know what's the word. Getting better. All got to admit, it's getting better, a little better, better all, all the, time. the time. That's right, and it is. And the Beatles. It constantly gets better. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's the Beatles. Oh yeah. Got to admit, it's getting better. That's the one. Yeah. I, I, and the flip side of it is um, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones singing, I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> right, right, right. Which I always thought should be turned or around. Pay- I mean, I, I know what the, me- the meaning of their <laughs> song was, but I always thought if you wanted to really get satisfaction, you had to turn the message around and say, I can get some satisfaction, or I can get more satisfaction, or I can get right. a lot of satisfaction. Right, right Not I can't right. get no satisfaction. <laughs> that, that always seemed really self-defeating to me. <laughs> Yeah, or I um, paint it black, you know. Yeah, paint it black. I, I, I want it painted black. I want to, you know. But that, that's a story he's telling. They're telling of how no matter what happens, they, they the guy t- tends to turn it into darkness, and you know they paint everything with this black color. But even there, there's like beauty right there. Right? We talk. Huh? We we we've been talking here about finding the beauty and everything, finding the perfection and everything. Mm-hmm. There's tremendous perfection in that message. And the perfection is, look at all of the ways that the person who is the hypothetical protagonist in that Painted Black song is doing. They are consistently using the law of attraction to bring themselves what they want. Consistently, or what they don't want, rather. <laughs> consistently. I mean, yeah. they're, they're able to do it every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And at some point, you almost want them to wake up and say, wow, look how good I am at this. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> good at cool bringing all this stuff I don't want, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a cool perspective. That's that's 
that is a, a very powerful part of the teaching of law of attraction, I think, is that understanding that we are always creating our reality. Yeah. And so look how good you're keeping it into that certain framework. You know, you're, you're keeping yourself in this place over and over and over again. <laughs> you're manifesting that. And if you could just take that same energy and turn it towards the things you want, you know, towards a life that works for you, you could equally be successful there. One of my favorite stories to tell that as an example of exactly what we're talking about here of, of you know getting what we don't want over and over and over and over and over again consistently 100% of the time <laughs> is one that Joel told quite a, quite a while ago, a number of years ago I think, about how when he was in the midst of his gambling addiction, there was one particularly bad patch where he had lost everything. Every single bet that he placed was a losing bet. Every single one. He lost every <laughs> single one. And then one day he went to the dog track and he finally picked a winner and found mm. that when it came to buying the ticket, he had bought a ticket on the wrong dog. <laughs> so oh. even there, he still lost. He managed to find a way to still lose. I, I just think that's an amazing story because it illustrates so well. I mean, he was clearly way out of alignment, right? And he uh -huh. stayed out of alignment. And while he was out of alignment, one bad thing after another happened without any break. It was perfect <laughs> out of alignment failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've experienced that one. <laughs> um, you know, where it just doesn't seem like anything I can do can get me out of a rut I'm in. Um, but to me, that's such a wonderful message because it shows, look what happens when we do exactly what we've talked about just in the opposite direction we keep right. ourselves out of alignment continuously we get continuously bad results i mean who could ask for a more consistent pattern than that that is yeah. that is a model of consistency it's just not the one we had in mind <laughs> <laughs> i want to read this one little paragraph from sure. abraham it's like it's, it's all about that it says um when you get when you get it that being in the vortex feels really good and being out of the vortex makes you put more into your vortex. And when you put more into your vortex, then you want to be in your vortex more. Then you're more focused. And when you're more focused, you're more alive. And when you're more alive, you feel better. And when you lose your focus, which you often do, then you're out of your vortex. And then you want more focus. And then you find more focus and you're back in your vortex. <laughs> and so it becomes like the trampoline. You let the down be as important as the up. In other words, it's all part of the process. And you don't make it be the statement or proclamation of your worthiness or your righteousness for you or for anyone else. I thought that that paragraph was so like mind blowing. You know, it's like a, it's like how it all works. You know, you, you, you get out of focus and then you want to be more in focus. And then because being in focus feels good and you get in your vortex and then you get out of focus again. <laughs> anyway, just that whole process of, going back and forth, but they're saying that's just the way it is. You know? yeah, well, that's how we're, we're going to, we're going to keep playing that over and over again. And we are, we just ran out of time for today, but we're going to do it again tomorrow and every day. So Tom, we'll see you again on Friday. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we see all of you listeners or listen to all you listeners or welcome all you listeners back every time you're on LOA today. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.